Well, welcome everyone to Energy in 30. We'll use the next 30 minutes to explore how utilities in the industry are reacting to forces that are shaping new offerings for customers in order to meet decarbonization goals. If you're a utility manager, a consultant, technology provider, or you're just curious about energy, our aim here is to push your thinking about the changes that are happening in the energy industry with me, Joan Collins. And me, David Meisegeier. David, how are you? I'm doing great. My uh, younger son came back from a semester in Tokyo on Wednesday, <gasps> and it's nice to have a full house again. Oh, that's how great. About, how long was he there, David? Uh, he was there for five months. And, oh, wow. Uh, he just loved it. Um, yeah, incredible experience. I so bet. I, I bet. Are the stories starting to flow? <laughs> yes, uh, and some pictures, too. Um, he had a really special time, so it was nice. Oh, I love hearing that. That's such, so I just think travel is the best education. <laughs> it's just great. Indeed, indeed. And, and how about you? What's new I'm with you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's a busy, um, a busy start to February. And, you know, I realize there's one thing I've been meaning to mention to our audience. <laughs> Uh -oh. And that is, is that for those of you who tune in and listen, the bumper music was written by David Meisegeier. And I just wanted to, to give you that, um, that credit, David, because I think, you know, it really adds to this podcast. And I wanted to make sure that people knew that. Well, thank you. And for those listening and reading, I'm blushing. <laughs> David didn't want me to say that, but anyway, I did anyway, so there you go. So let's dive in. We have such a great episode today. I think it's going to be really, really fun. Um, and uh, David, I think it's going to be an insightful discussion. So we're switching things up and we're delving into how utilities are aligning their brands with transformation that that's happening in the industry. And um what their brands mean and how they use it. And who better to have on than our guests today who are true experts in this area, including Matt Silverman, who's a senior partner um, who leads brand and reputation strategy for ICF. And Matt has led brand development for many utilities as well as other Fortune 500 companies. And he really gets you thinking, saying things like, a brand isn't about a logo, it's about behavior. I'm sure we're going to hear more about that. And joining Matt as a guest, we have Karen Cleavon. Karen is the VP of Corporate Communications at PSEG Services Corporation, which serves customers in New Jersey and Long Island. Karen brings over 20 years of visionary communications leadership with a successful track record developing and driving communication strategies for leading brands such as NRG Energy, GE Capital, IBM, and FedEx, just to name a few. Karen's been a trusted advisor to C-suite executives across a broad spectrum of industries. We're really excited to have her on as well. Oh, we really are. And Karen and Matt, we both invited because they're actively working together to lead the brand refresh of PSEG. And so we thought it'd be great to hear from them to discuss the work that they're doing together and really just about brand transformation as a whole. So welcome. Yes. yes, welcome. Well, so happy to be here and especially uh, with my colleague, Karen, who is a, a joy to work with. <laughs> he has to say that. 
<laughs> but thank you. And I'm really excited to be here too. I'm looking forward to the conversation. So Matt and Karen, this work that you're doing together sounds really interesting. Can you give us some insight on what leading a brand re refresh at PSEG really means and how you're doing it? So uh, let me step back for a second and, and just talk a little bit about kind of um, for us, um, it was th this decision um, was kind of a long time coming. We probably haven't taken a look at our brand um, in a while, in a, probably a couple decades. Um, and so we, it was time for us to, um, you know, take a hard look in, at, at refreshing the brand. We were, um, so about a year ago or so, we were emerging as a company with a refreshed business strategy. So we had just sold off um, all of our fossil fuel generation. Um, we were also developing goals around clean energy and a race to zero. Uh, and we were very much focused on um, ESG leadership. So with all those things kind of, you know, converging at the same time, it, we thought we better, you know, start rethinking how we're positioning ourselves and what the brand actually stands for. Um, and so um, we reached out to um, ICF and, and Matt um, and just started talking about, you know, what we needed to do um, to go through this, this process. Uh, and for us, it was really an, it's going to, it's because we're now kind of at the tail end of it, which is great. Um, and we'll be launching um, shortly in about a month or so. Um, but for us, it was really the opportunity to just Im improve our interactions and create consistent interactions with all of our stakeholders. So from customers to investors, politicians, regulators, our current and future employees. So to have kind of nice, you know, kind of consistent brand umbrella that really talks to what we stand for. So that was just kind of, that's just setting the stage for everything. But I don't know, Matt, do you want to talk a little bit about the, the process as we, as we kicked it off? Well, um, you know, the process really involves diving deep. Um, you know, we look at do some research, obviously look at current existing research, but you know, we're trying to understand what's going on with consumers, what's going on in the industry overall, and just what's going on in society to understand what are people's expectations from their utility. Because we think, you know, as, as the industry is transforming, you know, mostly in response to climate change, we think people's expectations are changing too for leading companies like PSEG. Um, you know, it used to be that folks like PSEG, you know, they just, it was all about reliability and reliability is really important, but we think there's something bigger than that, something bigger for the utilities to lead and, and there are bigger expectations these days from customers. And so our job was to try to understand all that and unpack what was uniquely true and authentic about PSEG um, and how did it how is that brand promise and the things that they deliver to their customers changing and need to evolve and how do we modernize them for the future so um, that's those are the things we we started thinking about huh. so as somebody who is not from the world of of communications or or branding or even marketing for that matter what what is the distinction between a brand and marketing Matt, do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, 
You know, I think marketing is traditionally about driving a transaction, right? It's about getting a customer to buy something, a service or a product. And brand development is really something deeper. Fundamentally, a brand begins with values, right? Who are we? What do we stand for? What do we believe in? And those values, when acted upon, result in behavior, right? So if you act on your values consistently, people know what to expect from you. And if you think about any brand that you love or any company that you like you you're loyal to, it's typically not only because they deliver a really good service or a good product, but oftentimes and even more so these days, you're committed to a bigger purpose and and you live that purpose. And so that's why we talk about a brand is like a true north for a company, both internally and externally. It's it's an alignment, it's a way to align your employees around a sense of purpose and and why they show up to work every day. And it's also that promise that you make and deliver to your customers and all your stakeholders um, that you're consistent in the way you behave. And that's what we, you know, we talk about living your brand. It's not just about words, right? It's really about actions first and then being able to tell the story about it so people know what you're doing um, and they can really commit and believe in um, who you are and what you stand for. Just to to build off of that, it's um, one of the things that we have seen, you know, over the past couple of years that that, um, seems to be evolving in society is that, you know, customers really want to um, work with companies that have a purpose, right? So Matt was touching on that. Um, And employees also want to work for companies that have some kind of purpose that they can all that they can all relate to. And so this that's one more reason why, you know, we really needed to take a look and and refresh our brand because, um, you know, for years, especially in the in New Jersey, um, the utilities are regulated. And so customers don't really don't they don't have to choose where they they're just automatically working with us. And so (laughs) um, because of that, I think there was, um, you know, a certain points in time, um, not as much of a, an effort to market to customers, building relationships, sure, but marketing to them and kind of talking to them about the brand and what we do wasn't really on the table. And so through that kind of evolution, we recognize that now is really the time that we need to continue because we've always been a customer focused um, company, but we really need to kind of reestablish ourselves with these cut with our customers and all of our stakeholders so they understand what we do stand for. That's great. That's- yeah. We hear over and over, you know, how really utilities are a trusted source, right? A trusted energy advisor to their customers over anything, like all the research points to that. Um, and I think that's ever changing and, and your customers are are ever changing, you know, the demographics of customers. So I think it just sounds like great timing, but it sounds like such a big endeavor. It, it really does. What what have been some of the biggest uh, challenges and opportunities as you've kind of moved down this path? So I, I will say we started the effort. And, and first of all, this, um, I think the most important thing um, to know uh, when you are kind of stepping into this, you know, into this process is there's a, a ton of education that has to happen for um, leadership for employees so they understand what we're doing. 
Um, I think the brand is a little bit, um, you know, there, there's kind of uncertainty about what a brand is. So, you know, Matt explains kind of what it is. Um, but unless you, you know, again, live in the world of, you know, marketing communications, you're not really thinking through that. Like you really attribute it to the logo and, you know, maybe kind of what things look like. And um, but it obviously goes so much deeper than that. So, you know, with starting with um, just educating our leadership and employees about what the process is and what we're doing. Um, and then, you know, Matt and team came on board and um, just led us through this this pro lengthy process, but really dove deep into the company. Um, and so, Matt, I'm going to turn it over to you so you can talk through that and make sure. I just want to make sure that you reference the story that you heard at the very beginning, kind of our of our origin, yeah. <laughs> and then what what you heard all the way through because yeah. this was so fascinating to me. Well, you know, part of our process, um, Karen's right, is, you know, we did a deep dive, some interviews with um, company executives, as well as just kind of day-to-day -day folks in the business. Um, that included folks who were in the union and who are not in the union. You know, and we always say that the brand lives within the company, right? We're not trying to take something from the outside and apply it. Our, our job is just to uncover what's already in there. And I like to say it's like the DNA in, in the company. And one of the things, you know, we heard about was, you know, people talked about the founding of the company, right? This is more than 100 years ago. And there's this origin story about how PSEG started. Um, and very briefly, that um, was the early 1900s and the, the advent of um, trolley cars were coming about as a, a mode of transportation. And this was a new burgeoning and there was a bunch of businesses popping up. And there was this terrible accident where nine kids were killed. And there were these leaders in the community that's, that, that said, we have got to stop this. You know, this is a terrible accident. You know, who's, who's like supervising all these trolley cars? Who's making sure they're safe? How are we, you know, organizing this so our communities and our families can be safe? And that was the very beginning of how PSEG started. It was a response to protect the community, the response to serve the community. And so... There is this origin story that stays true today that is very much felt the sense of responsibility to serve the public. So then, that's the name public service. That's the original name of the company. It wasn't public service electric and gas, it was public service. And so um, there, I've heard a number of stories of how that ethos, that willingness to take responsibility for serving the community and protecting the community, has lived on through the decades. Now, mind you, the founders are long since gone, but there's this ethos that lives in the company today that when you talk to all, many people, they really feel this public service commitment um, and this, this drive to respond in emergency. Um, and it, it was just really fascinating to me to see how it's lived on through the generations. And that's when you know you've come on something authentic and that is kind of the real brand values. Wow, that's amazing. It strikes me that part of what you're trying to do is drive corporate culture change. And I'm wondering in doing that or or how you envision, because it sounds like you're about to launch this, like how far down do you drive messaging, guidance, 
like do you provide guidance to different department or will you be providing guidance to different departments and employees on expected behavior that support the brand because you talk about values how do you effectively communicate what you expect employees to manifest that as yeah well so it, it's interesting because um so first of all you're you're right on we are absolutely um this will um really help unify our culture um, and it's it's the timing is great because you know during the pandemic um you know a lot of us went um you know started working at home there were still plenty of folks that were in the office and and the the folks that are out in the field you know um so the, the line workers um and the meter readers and all these folks that were still out doing kind of their normal day-to-day -day work so um as a company we continue to evolve through that and the brand and developing this, this um, brand refresh is absolutely about the evolution of the company and the culture. So as Matt was talking about kind of where we came from and that, you know, the, the origin story about public service, um, we needed to, first of all, make sure that as we were going through this process is that we didn't lose sight of that. Um, and where, and the, um, the, you know, the culture and the legacy of the company but now we're evolving into something that's modernizing ourselves, that's aligning us for the future. Um, and so kind of getting everybody, all of our employees on board to unify them. And so in order to do that, we do have to communicate this throughout the entire company. And so we started with a new vision and mission statement actually right before we started the brand process, which is probably a little bit different than what you would normally do. Um, but we felt like that we had to, you know, we we got that done and that was kind of the aha moment where it was like, you know what, we need to actually look at the whole brand, like everything that we're doing. So we had um, gone through a process where we launched the vision and mission throughout the company and it has been, you know, a year long effort. There is constant communication around um, how we utilize it, how it's relevant to every single person in, in the company. So we will be doing the same thing as we launch the brand um, or, or, you know, the, and making sure that um, there are steps that we take. There's training that we have to do for the folks that are actually, for the marketers and the communicators and the legal yeah. teams and anybody that's gonna touch you know, and actually design things and, and utilize that. But there's also, you know, education that's got to happen for everybody. And so for, uh, you know, up to our CEO and, and you know, all throughout the company that um, they have to understand how this applies to them, why it's relevant to, to everybody. And so absolutely something for everybody to rally around. So we will um, kind of have a constant stream of communication um, through, again, trainings, videos, general messaging and so to your point before your question before the messaging will um you know we'll have kind of a consistent umbrella messaging around who we are um and so our entire company will be able to you know to understand that and we have um you know internal communications work that we do um that will kind of gather everybody on on board with that so you know david just go ahead uh, sorry matt if i could ask a follow-up and i actually have a follow-up for you on that one, Matt. So the flip of it, and that's the public. So how much, once everything that Karen just talked about happens uh, and everybody internally is aligned, what do you do to the public? Do you tell them about your brand? 
do you show them about your brand, like through your your words and your actions, or is it a combination of both? Yeah, absolutely a combination of both. Um, I think, you know, matter of fact, it was kind of funny when we, we did focus group testing, um, some of our message testing and what the people in New York, New Jersey should be no surprise to anyone told us like, <laughs> cut the BS, like just give it to us straight and prove it to me. You know, they're, they were very much like talk is cheap. Um, and so if you're going to claim something, you better tell me what you're actually doing. I want to know because they don't really know, right, what what the, the utilities are doing. They're not paying active attention. And so, you know, I think in a best world, it's actions first and words second, um, because, you know, people, you know, have enough puffery in their life and enough people blowing smoke. And, you know, they really want to know substantively what's happening. In a world where climate change is actually really becoming more and more important to the community, they're looking for leaders. There's, I mean, there's data out there that's really clear. I think it's 75% of Americans saying they want CEOs to do something about carbon reducing carbon emissions. I mean, they're more than ever, they are trusting businesses to solve problems because they've lost trust in the government. And so there was opportunities for for folks like PSEG to lead, um, but they need to take action. And then there's this great opportunity to tell that story to people, to make sure they know what's going on um, and have two-way communication and maybe find ways to involve the, the community in that. But, you know, you talk about energy transformation. Well, transformation is not only happening in the grid, but transformation has to happen in our communities. And, then, and there are companies like PSEG that have the power, literally and figuratively, to make really significant change. Um, and so I think, you know, actions first and, and great communication afterwards is, is, is really important. You're both awesome. so passionate about this. You can just, it just comes right through. And I would think that there's a lot of trust that the two of you have built together because you are really in kind of a caretaker role of something very important, you know? Um, and one of the things we all, I can't believe we're already coming here close to the end of our 30 minutes. We always say we needed to call this 60 <laughs> energy <laughs> in 60 because there's never enough time. Part two but, coming up. I know. I know. We'll come uh, back. <laughs> awesome. Always, you're always welcome back. Um, but I'm just wondering along the way, the two of you, one of the things we always like to ask is if there's one thing that you can change in the industry, like no limits, what would it be? If we kind of modify that slightly for this discussion, if there's one thing you could change in this process and recommendation that you could give to other utilities walking through this process or getting ready to, um, maybe we could start with you, Matt, and then have Karen wrap it up. Sure. Uh, wow. One thing that's it's a little hard. I be think, nice. Be nice, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, you know, I think Karen touched on it earlier. I think, you know, education and communication about what we're doing and why it's important really matters. I think, you know, people have to see this as not just a communications and marketing function that we're just going to check the box and do. I think if it's done right and done well, it needs investment of the whole organization. And that means, you know, folks like Karen and I have to do a really good job of communicating the 
importance and the value of what we're doing and helping people understand. I think, matter of fact, Karen and I were have had discussion yesterday with her team, and I, we keep seeing we have to over communicate internally about what's going on, what's happening, what are the next steps. And as hard as we're working to do that, it just seems like it's never enough. And and so we just have to keep telling our story internally because you know while Karen's leading it, it's going to take you know a team of people to help drive this forward and they have to be brought along in the process and it just never seems like um we can do enough of that yeah no i i think that that's that's right on because we and you know the the thing i forgot to mention earlier is that as we were going through this process we were going through a ceo transition oh, and wow. so we um and thankfully both of them so our our um incoming ceo will come was our already has been with the company for 35 years so it made it easier. Um, he was in a position of um, chief operating officer um, before he became CEO. So he was already part of the process, but I have to say it was um, having the support of that entire C-suite through this was critical because um, A, there are a lot of the decision makers in there, but also making sure that they understand it can help trickle down and show support for what we're doing um, was really important. And, and, you know, it is, it's all about communication um, and stepping people and bringing them along on the journey. I mean, we think back to the folks that when we were interviewing employees in the very beginning of this process and, you know, taking, you know, the time to give them a quick update, hey, here's what we heard from you. This is what happened. This is what we did. And so, you know, trying to keep folks updated along the way. So when we finally do get to the end of this process, they'll be they'll, they'll recognize, oh, I was part of this. Like I, I, I get this. So that's the kind of stuff that you kind of have to remember. So I'm not sure I would change anything, but I would make sure that um, folks, you know, just absolutely have to recognize that communication and education is the most critical part of this whole process. That's awesome. I know that was supposed to be the last question, but I'm dying to ask this question. How do you measure your success? Ooh, that's a good one. You know, there are um, brand trackers. Um, there, I mean, there's lots of ways to do it, but if you, if you get to me from a real technical, you know, implementation, you know, there is there are mechanisms to establish baseline understanding and awareness of of your brand with key constituents. And again, that's everyone from community leaders uh, to customers, regulators, um, you know, investors, you know, the people we serve. Um, and, you know, what do they know about the company and what the company stands for? Um, trying to measure, you know, oftentimes companies, there there's a few key topics they want to kind of emphasize. And you can test for awareness and understanding of those topics and see how it tracks over time. I mean, there's plenty of tracking in the industry, right? You know, JD Power does lots of um, surveys and, and customer satisfaction is always important. But I think brand tracking always takes on a little bit of a different flavor of that. And so um, developing brand trackers becomes important to measure the things that you are specifically trying to get out there. Yeah. Um, and also, I think, you know, also just in the community and the people you're serving, like, are you making the impact that you're you're saying you're going to make? 
Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think, you know, if, if we're being community oriented, how are we measuring that, right? Um, so oftentimes it's sentiment and attitudes to understand brand, um, but also the, there might be more substantive impact even around energy efficiency goals and, and those things. So um, there's a lot to unpack there, but. That makes perfect sense. And Karen, I'm not gonna put you on the spot to tell us what your actual goals are, but if there's anything you wanna chime in on. Yeah, you know, I think foundationally, if, if I look at, you know, if in this as a phased approach, because I know that it takes a while to kind of get everything rolling. Um, but I will say for me, one of the biggest wins will be kind of a consistent look and feel and a set of messaging that comes out from this company. And it and it is, um, you know, down to the sponsorships that we do make sense. They fit, fit into the brand, that the why we're doing that. We're not popping up in some you know, random place that why are they sponsoring that? Um, here, we're going to be kind of under one umbrella um, and we're aligned internally. Um, and also, and then externally, people begin to kind of recognize and understand who we are. So we will absolutely be doing a lot of those measurements, um, surveys, things like that to, um, you know, quantify how we're doing. But um, even, like I said, even just, you know, being able people recognize that oh that's got to be PSEG because it looks like you know whatever so there you go yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll take that that will be an easy win <laughs> we love the wins you know um, I've traveled a lot meeting with utilities over the years and one of the favorite things I like to do is on my way to meet usually I'll ask the driver you know um, hey tell me about your utility. And and it's amazing the things I hear like, oh, my gosh, we just I was in Jackson Hole and they said, oh, my gosh, we just got two new electric buses. I mean, they were very excited about that. And to me, again, that's behavior, right? Like it's coming through. They're noticing this. And um, to me, that's a win. That's really cool. And what a good tip, Joan. I'm going to have to start doing that now, too. This has been a fascinating conversation. I personally have learned a lot about what a brand is, the importance of a brand, both internally and externally. And I really want to thank you guys for sharing your insights and your stories. If you've liked this podcast, you might be interested in our recent article on how utilities can build authentic customer connections through account-based marketing by Kelly Zonderwick. We'll link to it on our podcast page. And as always, if you've enjoyed this conversation as much as we have, which is really two thumbs up, we would sure appreciate you liking, sharing, and even subscribing to our podcast. And thank you again so much, Matt and Karen, for joining us. You've got me thinking about my own personal brand. And um, thanks to all of you for listening. And we look forward to you tuning into our next Energy in 30. 